1: And I'm Scott Reevley, and this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Scott, how are you? I'm doing okay, thank you. Good. Last week we had just you. We added your recording of the webinar, so I, I wasn't even present except the very beginning of the last episode. But um, how was the how was the first webinar class for the politics stuff?
0: Well, it was actually kind of the first public thing besides podcasts that uh, I've done, anyway. Mm. Uh, you ran for office, that's pretty public. It's kind of public, yeah. But uh, for me, that was my first thing, and and it was okay. I only had about 35 minutes, and so I went as fast as I could, mm. and then there were supposed to be questions, and I think that either I talked too much or or something, they didn't give questions till like uh, 15 minutes into this hour-long webinar, and so mm. they like got slammed at the end with a series of questions. And really didn't get to answer mm. all of them, but one of the things that I uh, I did notice, I asked for the questions afterwards because I didn't even see all of them. Oh, sure. And uh, when I got the list, twenty five percent of the questions, so one out of uh, every four questions, was about civil disobedience. In other words, it was about w- what are the limits? When do I when do I stop when uh, obeying? When should mm. I not obey? And there was for me it was really interesting that there was this uh, grave concern on the part of Christian leaders, really, Mm. about disobeying, Mm -hmm. um, and probably more concerned about disobeying than obeying. Mm. In other words, it was, uh, I wasn't asking any questions about what are some keys to submitting to uh, leadership you don't like, mm-hmm. or leadership that you think is not uh, effective, or however you want to describe mm-hmm. poor leadership, I didn't get any question about that. Um, but one out of four, the and the other ones were off in all kinds of directions, but sure. one out of four was about civil disobedience. So uh, it, it just struck me that almost all of the conversations that I remember having, during the pandemic were about civil disobedience. Mm. Do we have to? Mm -hmm. When, you know, when can we tell them enough is enough? You know, when is it on us to put the brakes on? Right. Well,
1: and and that's a, that question is within a certain context. If you know your Bible, and we've said this, I don't know how many times on this podcast, Romans 13, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. uh, That question is from that context. So it's almost a when do i not have to do romans 13 it kind of reminds me of the um when i was doing youth ministry or camp ministry and there was there was people dating or whatever they're they're always be like well what what can we how far is too far like what can we do what can we not do like you mean like really? keep a bible between you <laughs> rule that kind of thing oh, that yeah. I, there was in Bible college or whatever uh, it feels like the same thing like i i know what you're telling me but w- what what can i do i want to get as close to right i want to get as close to the line as i can yep yeah. And it does feel that way. That's, I think, the
0: nature of that question, uh, rather than uh, rather than just saying how much in the center of this mm-hmm. submit to governing authorities can I be, right? That uh, you know. So anyway, that was that was probably my my biggest takeaway. Mm-hmm. I had some other things, of course, that I would do differently. Maybe if I mm. had to do it again, but that was. my my takeaway was that I needed to have something in a seminar like that Mm -hmm. uh, to answer the question, when do I, when do I disobey? Mm. And so Eric, let me ask you, right? When do you disobey?
1: When do you disobey?
0: Uh, Or I mean, I could put it more belligerently, like uh, how, who's going to tell me uh, when do I get to say enough is enough maybe?
1: Mm. Uh, Yeah, I think that I, one i think that's a good question to ask yourself too not just not just a fellow co-host of the just you
0: uh no i'm saying that to the listeners oh, oh great uh, yeah so he's, now he knows i'm coming no i'm going to go he knows i'm just going to
1: no i think i think it's good and when i when i read romans 13 my my american blood comes up a little bit wait wait a second I, actually i don't need i shouldn't have to do this all the time well stop okay i i don't know what you can say <laughs> So don't forget it. Okay. But
0: re- the reality is you're, uh, you just start off with my American blood. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that people understand that this is bred into us and mm-hmm. it is our, you know, liberal uh, leanings, not liberal politically like right, right. left, but liberal in that individualistic mm-hmm. tendencies that... Uh, are bred into us that say, "I know best for me," mm-hmm. and don't tell me what else to do. So mm-hmm. now you can continue, but I think that that's really important to acknowledge. That, that is, in some regard, uniquely American. Right.
1: Right. And I, I think I'm kind of forgetting what the original oh, question sure. was. But I think uh, when I read that, I do have that little bit of reaction. But then I also go, "Okay, how do I do this? How do I subject?" And I, and I'm thinking more about how do I subject rather than how do I get out of subjecting. And, um, part of that's in, until they tell me to do something that, that God explicitly told me not to do, or vice versa, God explicitly told me to do this. And until they say, Hey, you can't do that anymore. I, I'm going to default towards, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to subject to the, the governing authorities. You're going to submit. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It's, I'm, I'm reading it right here. You're like it, King James. Little, yeah. 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 That's ESV. I oh, do know it? what's okay. going on. Yeah. Submit. Yes. Submit. And so really what we're
0: talking about is civil disobedience. Mm. And civil disobedience is the refusal to obey certain laws, demands, or commands of the government or some other occupying power for the sake of a higher law. So it would be uh, us deciding that there's some other, and, and see, I think I even like the fact that it says higher law because that's not the way most of us approach Mm, civil right. disobedience, and I don't th- know that it, I don't know what was behind the questions that I got the other day, but it really is if I don't want to, right?
1: Then I don't like it.
0: Yeah, kind of. It's it's much more personal. At least my tendencies are much mm-hmm. more personal, um, and so that's the that's the hard part here. Civil disobedience is uh, identified with respect to. Uh, certain laws by the government that I believe, or we believe, would be violated, would violate a higher law that God has on our lives. Mm. And so, because of that, we would disobey those uh, lesser or governmental laws, mm-hmm. and we would do that, um, and that would be called civil disobedience. So, that's what we're talking about today.
1: That's great. And I, I do think that, uh, I think we underscore that again, higher law, not higher opinion, not higher preference. Um, and that really is an appeal. If we're talking about this Romans 13 framework, um, if I were to continue reading, it says, for there's no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. So in order for me to say, okay, I'm going to disobey this authority, I have to jump up to the next level, which would be God. And it, it can't just be Eric doesn't like it, so I, I, am, I am never the higher authority in, in the situation. It'd have to go to something—it'd have to go usually to God or something higher. Or so, not, not higher than God, something higher <laughs> or God.
0: The, the question then, though, is still, it's still a matter of submission. Mm-hmm. And I think this is right. really important, is that I am either going to submit to God or I'm going to submit to this governmental law as a means to submit to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's this intermediate governmental authority— that God ordained to Mm. be there. So that's normal that I submit to that. Mm. And only on rare occasions when it is wicked uh, or something, would I circumvent that Mm. intermediate authority to appeal to a higher authority
1: and do something different. That would be the way I would think about it. I think that's really good too. I've not thought about it in those terms, but and maybe I'm pulling a quote from, it might've been Koizis, who knows? Uh, David Koizis wrote a book, a couple books, but I, I think he might've even said last time we talked to him that all of life is one of submission or something along those lines. And, and the way you just described that, thinking about that, um, to do civil disobedience is not to get out of submission. It's just to um, submit to a different authority. Well, to submit to the same authority without right. the intermediate mm-hmm.
0: governmental uh law that I would identify as clearly in violation mm-hmm. of what God demands of me. So I'm still submitting to God's plan. Right. either way. It's just a matter of am I submitting, uh, you know, is the instrument, instrumental law or the governmental law, is that, does that prevent me from submitting to God in some way? Right. If it does, then I begin to
1: think about is there a way to do some right. level of civil disobedience? Well, yeah. and I like that emphasis on submission because my, my life is one of submission and it's not one of trying to get to autonomy. I, I don't become autonomous. I am always um, right. un, under God in some, whether intermediate or not. And I don't think our, our liberal proclivities have us thinking about submitting um, and living in a life of submission. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a helpful way to counteract my American blood that I talked about first. It's wait, I'm submitting to someone who should it be and 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 how should it be?
0: Well, so you're submitting someone I would be, I would even be just more direct. I'm submitting to God. Mm-hmm. Am I doing that by submitting to the governmental laws and authorities? Right. Or are they, are they asking me to do something that's so egregious mm that I can't submit to them and submit to God at the same time. Right. So rather than going through to submit to God, to go through this governmental authority mm-hmm. in my submission to God, mm-hmm. that's the way it's normally supposed to work. Mm-hmm. I think it's the mm-hmm. way Romans 13 and the rest of the Bible expects it to work. And if I can't do that, then I better, um, I, then I can think about civil disobedience.
1: That's, I think that clarity is helpful. And if we say it in the positive, when you're submitting, when you can, and, and and the vast majority of the time you can mm-hmm. submit to governing authorities. When you submit to them, you are that is the means by which you're also submitting to God. Which is I think that's really think
0: important. I think that's really important to say. Um, for instance, okay, one of our one of the things that comes up is what about Daniel? Mm. Yeah, you got two acts of civil disobedience in Daniel. Mm-hmm. Your book. Th- The book of Daniel, Mm -hmm. yes, at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Mm -hmm. uh, not bowing down to the idol. um, And then you've got Daniel not ceasing to pray based on the king's edict. So two sets of civil disobedience and what do I want to say? You know, rah, rah, you know, go, go get them. You know, just dis- <laughs> disobey at will. You know, yeah, yeah. I, it, it, oh, I we have think, an example now. We can disobey, right? Yeah. I don't I, see. I think that's what people do. Is they right. say they'll say, "What about them? What about Esther? What about uh, the, the midwives?" The midwives is mm-hmm. the other classic one. Mm-hmm. And so, if I got, I got four test cases, I'm I'm out. Mm-hmm. Is basically <laughs> how we treat it. <laughs> but 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 if we start with Daniel, um, you've got Daniel. Daniel's enemies uh, really create a law. Mm-hmm specifically targeted at the person of Daniel himself. So it's really an uh, a unusual kind of a, a law. They almost tricked that's the- a rough situation if you're almost, that. If you're, th- if you're th- that much of a um, sort of God's man that you have a mark on you, that's, that's how it was for Daniel. So they knew that his own personal habit of praying mm-hmm. was one that he would not violate and so they said king we want we don't want anybody to pray to anybody but you cuz you're such a great king. King didn't see through it so he says, "Yeah, that's a great idea." And he makes this law and and I think it's really important what Daniel does, right? What does <laughs> Daniel prays. Daniel simply does what Daniel had been doing before. Daniel doesn't protest, Daniel doesn't complain, Daniel doesn't write a letter to his congressman. Daniel just doesn't make a scene. Doesn't make a scene. He gets on his knees, uh, same as he has always done, and he prays. In other words, this is not something that the king had jurisdiction over. Uh, however, when he got called into account, mm-hmm. uh, people just happened to notice Daniel's still praying, and so the king had no choice then but to enforce his law uh, through Daniel to the lions, and the next morning, Daniel was still around. So... Uh, I just think that that's, well, first of all, it doesn't always end that way, right? Uh, thankfully, it did for Daniel, but it doesn't always. And I think if you're going to say, I'm going to be the person who does civil disobedience, you know, paying the consequences is one of the things you have to be ready to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, in the other example there in Daniel, uh, they were. I, I This is like the best, one of the best lines in all the Bible, they say, you know, King, uh, we're not going to bow down to your statue, and you can throw us in the furnace, and uh, our Lord can save us, and even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down to your idol. Um, because, but see, in, in this one in particular, it's such a contrary command to what, it's, what they knew the scriptures to teach, that they could not b- obey both the King and God. Mm-hmm. And so that was the easy choice for them. And, um, so they said, yeah, we'll throw us to the furnace. That's fine.
1: And, and I think submitting to the punishment is a key piece there as well. It's the, these consequences may not be just or good or whatever, but you don't see them like, okay, I'm going to run away. I'm going to go hide. I'm going to do the thing. And there's a, there's a level of, okay, you're still the authority and you're going to do what you're going to do. Um. I I just, I think there's something noble about that where it's not do the thing. Now I'm I'm doing the disobedience part and I'm going to try to get out of not getting the consequences for disobedience.
0: Well, in some respects, it's, um, you could say they were both persecuted, right? Daniel's persecuted. Mm -hmm. These guys were uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were persecuted. And you could say that. And the, the reality is they could have avoided it. Mm. They chose that, and that's really the, the the choice that you know. I suppose some, most of us would have if we we're in a place like that of recognizing some biblical principle that is worth disobeying for. Um, so that would be um, that be, I guess, another thing is to recognize that w- we are so quick to pin persecution on just about everything. Mm-hmm. Whether we actually obey or not, right? Uh, It's important, I think, to recognize that they chose that uh, punishment uh, as you know because because the connection, or shall I say, the violation of the civil law was so clear. Mm -hmm. Um, that was that was the civil disobedience issue for them, anyway.
1: Well, and one other. I, I always just get such, I don't know about a kick, but I think it's so fascinating when the king, after, after Daniel's in the lion's den and um, he has to like wait the whole night and finally the king like come, comes running back to the, the lion's den and calls down, Daniel, servant of the living God has your God whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions. And Daniel, the king, or then Daniel said to the king, oh, king, live forever. And he says, oh, um, no, no harm's been done to me, basically. But there's still respect. Like I, I would have no desire to be respectful to the king that got hoodwinked into putting this bad law in and let me spend the night with the lions. There's still a yep, you're the king, live forever. Like the really? heart the
0: okay. heart. The heart of submission was such right. that he still should respect the king. Mm-hmm. See I again that's not the that's not the Christian civil disobedience way that I'm that I used, to. used to hearing about, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. And the same thing. The same thing is true with Shadrach, Meshach, mm-hmm. and Abednego. I mean, both of them. The 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 people who hoodwinked the uh, the king got thrown in and eaten before they hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego they heated the their furnace up. Everyone was so fired up. They heated the furnace up, and the <laughs> other guys that threw them in got burned up. I mean, you, <laughs> what a strange story. <laughs> but but both of them kind of the. Uh, Justice was served in mm-hmm. some
1: regard there, which is kind of interesting. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's worth noting that that's not a guarantee in this in this life, that justice isn't always served now. In this life, yeah. Right.
0: Um, you know, you could say, I suppose we could talk about the Hebrew midwives and Esther, they're not as, it's not as clear and not, in Consequences aren't near as clear mm-hmm. there. I mean, the Hebrew midwives just sort of pled ignorance, mm-hmm. and and the babies lived, and right, it problem went away.
1: Well, and the issue was uh, kill these babies. Uh, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to do that. So, and the lie was basically these these women are are fierce. They those babies just came really fast. <laughs> we right. couldn't do anything.
0: But it yeah, and so it's it's hard to maybe pick them as a model, mm-hmm. uh, which. Uh, <laughs> Probably is a good idea to choose your models carefully, but the, and I think that's one of the problems is we do look for models and mm-hmm. we'll will make we'll make somebody a hero who did some civil disobedience
1: and then we're going to try and be tough like them. Right, I, I see that all the time too. Well, if I can go all the way to the top, it just came to mind because I think you brought it up on the Sunday sermon. I think the best model for this is Jesus. He he in the throughout the Passion week he's dealing with all these authorities. Um and he's just submitting to that less less on a disobedience side more on a submission side it, despite um dealing with a bunch of injustice he's just you're in and, and terrible been given
0: exercises of authority right and laws that clearly condemn the innocent and mm-hmm. justify the wicked mm-hmm. he he went along when he could have called down fire no doubt right so
1: yeah uh, that's a the best model well
0: that's sure. a different mod see that's that's a non-civil disobedience model
1: right i was saying a submission model but yeah
0: yeah but it's so in you know to keep it on topic here mm-hmm. it was submission and as a submission as an expression of his role as the king of the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. and i think it's important i'm glad you brought that up because we think we must disobey mm. jesus didn't right you know, the, to say render under Caesar what Caesar—that's not. Civil, he didn't do civil disobedience there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was just a—that was kind of a clever mm-hmm. trick for you know, right. <laughs> that, that I can't pull off. But yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding this yeah, conversation. I can't really do that. He, he he made a way around the conversation, rather that it wasn't civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that the way he dealt with it is a lot different than you would say. Mm-hmm. Even Daniel did
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: um, I think the one of the, one of the other things that I would add here is that there um, is a difference between uh, what I would call direct civil disobedience and indirect civil disobedience. Uh, and that's probably worth noting. Uh, the direct civil disobedience is when I actually disobey the law that I think is unjust, mm. like Daniel. Daniel, mm-hmm. the, the law was don't pray. Right. Daniel prayed. He direct no must so the no di- disobedience is the prayer. No must no fuss. He mm-hmm. didn't. He didn't break the law. Say of. Uh, murdering the people who were lobbying the king, or something. Murdering
1: I mean, the observer so they couldn't see him pray, and then he could pray. Y-
0: yeah, it, it, there was. He, he could have violated other laws. That's. Mm-hmm. I. I think that's the point, and I think that we can do that. I mean, I was. Uh, I gave you the illustration earlier. If I say I don't like the, um. I don't like the, the maybe what they're teaching at the high school. Which is across the street from our church, so mm-hmm. I get some pots and pans and some drums and as much noise as I can make, so they don't teach those bad ideas to those kids. I mean, that's the way I look at it, right? So I'm I'm doing my best to stand up for what is right, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not a teacher over there teaching the wrong thing. I'm I'm breaking a, a noise ordinance. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm violating the peace. I'm violating a different. Mm-hmm law than the one I object to. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm indirect in that regard. Whereas if it was a um a real clear thing that said, you can't you can't talk about Jesus to your friend or neighbor, or you can't um preach the gospel in church or something and um I I would just do it. Mm. And that's direct disobedience. You're directly disobeying the law mm-hmm. that is designed to you know, silence you there or whatever, mm. and so I think there there is a difference because what happens when I become indirect is, and, and I and I start violating these other laws is I'm essentially trying to become a nuisance and mm. and handle things in a in uh, indirect way. So, not everyone would agree with me about that. I I've had people leave the church, uh, mm. or in the over the years because of that because of this very distinction that they thought that there was a good warrant to be uh, to do indirect disobedience and and maybe there was I want to be humble enough to say some things are probably worth putting a stop to uh, again by uh, by legal and just means or you're mm. in other words you're not going to murder somebody that's there's no justification for putting a stop to it in that way I guess that's my
1: when I think one of the one of the things I've heard or at least seen, like in a po- there's a posture to, If I'm okay, I, I don't like this thing. I don't like the way th- the things I'm being told to do or not do. So uh, because I don't like it, now everything's up for grabs. Basically, I don't I, I don't agree with you at this one point. So now I can I can just disobey wherever I want. It, it because when if you go back to the autonomy thing, if if the higher authority is me, <laughs> then Doesn't really matter what the the rules are. And I think there's that piece, and I I saw that quite a bit um around the pandemic. It was I don't like this one thing, now I don't like any of it. So I'm not gonna follow any of it. Once I break one little rule, then the whole thing just goes away. And there there's like license, it seems, to um just engage all of it. And I think that's a similar it's not there it's tangential in that I don't like this, it warrants additional um, disobedience in in indirect means. And you just again you yeah, become it's, autonomous. It's subjective. Definitely it, subjective. I think it's
0: I think it warrants this other kind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fair. And so I think it's I think one of the ways that you get around that or you figure this out is that you you do your best to get the straight line mm-hmm. between the command of God mm-hmm. and what it is that you feel you must disobey. Right. You know, I mean I even think about I I go back and and you told me not to raise my blood pressure or yours. But you go back to the pandemic, and you know, masks and distancing were awful, and mm-hmm. nobody wanted to do that. And you'd be, you, yeah, nobody that I know of really thought this is great. Let's do this forever. But um, the the prospect of that really to say is, does God have a word that says don't wear a mask? You should be mask free. Mm. You know, there were some people who said, "Yes, let my people go," or the, all the things. You know, there was but but no, there isn't really a, a Bible verse that's anti that, mm-hmm. or same with distance or whatever. Um, however, then you get to well, this has a negative effect on our church worship, and then you then you say, "Is that something I disobey?" Well, that's a negative effect is different than the actual direct. Mm. command of God mm-hmm. I mean the the reality is you you can worship God uh in by yourself you can worship God all alone you can worship God uh with uh all kinds of clothes on or not or whatever I mean mm. the, you can do there's no mandate mm. that said I have to worship or the right way to worship is mask free Mm. or uh, whatever so there is this um you know i'm not trust me please listeners please trust me i'm not wanting to do this again at all i'm just saying that the hard choices that all of us face are about will we submit to things we don't like when we can't find this direct thing that we're Mm um uh we're we're trying to somehow civilly disobey, I guess. Right. So that that I, that's why I brought that illustration up, not because of any desire to do that. Again, I still have a desire to honor Jesus mm-hmm. in the way that I handle those things and in the way that I deal with authority, and um, and that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> is, yeah. is is you know, do I obey or do I civilly disobey? So,
1: well, I think it's helpful to remember the pra- the prayer uh, we pray for government leaders in order that we live quiet and godly lives and that should be our default our default desire i want to live a quiet and godly life and if you get into indirect or effects of or just tertiary secondary and tertiary and you just keep going down the list it becomes a lot more difficult to go okay wait how do i live a quiet and godly life if those are direct lines and they become very clear um, it makes it a lot easier to go okay i have to disobey i don't want to I don't want to disobey. I don't... uh, Listeners, you should probably... It should probably be a a grievous thing to go, "Ah, I have to disobey now. And there should be some clarity to that and something you don't want to do. We shouldn't be excited about, ooh, I get to disobey now. I'm really excited. Um, But I think if there's a clear... uh, They said this, I can't do that. So I'm not going to do that um, because I need to submit to God. And he said, "Uh, don't do that. Uh, I think... You can take on that posture a lot better. Of okay, I'm gonna. I'm still desiring to be godly. Still, still desiring to live a quiet life. Um, I don't need to draw attention to myself. I don't need to um, hold up a big sign and say, "You guys are all a bunch of dummies." And here we go. Um, you can you can disobey in, in a way that still goes, okay. Like Daniel, he's still a quiet and godly guy, and it's it's pretty obvious even in the even in the way he had to disobey. Um, that that was his posture
0: and in the way that he explained the way that Shadrach Meshach and Abednego explained their mm-hmm. disobedience. See, mm-hmm. I think there are, um, there are ways to do that, that are honoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I think that the, the goal is to obey until you can obey mm-hmm. uh, and to, to pray that we'll be in a situation where we don't have to make those kind of decisions. Right. In other words, the whole point, of being a Christian in this world is that I'm aiming for the ideal, which mm-hmm. is that I can live in, in such a way before God and man that I honor God and submit to governing authorities. I live a godly and quiet life in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. In other words, that's that's what we're striving for, praying for, mm-hmm. and hoping for. And I just, uh, I guess I gather from the questions that I get that we're, just chomping at the bit mm. to make our statement. Right. And I think that, and I guess that's the kind of reason we want to bring this up is I don't think that the whole idea of civil disobedience is to make a statement, right. Uh, to, to make a statement or to communicate, you can do that other ways and you can do that in ways that honor the democratic process mm-hmm. uh, that we have that they didn't have in the Bible. Right. So you, you've got avenues they didn't have, but to use those avenues is great. Um, to, to somehow make a statement by your disobedience, I'm afraid, is, is mm. uh, a different level of civil disobedience mm-hmm. that you don't see in
1: Esther, the Hebrew midwives, right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or Daniel. So. Well, and if we can say it another way, civil disobedience should be a means by which you submit all the better rather than a means by which you get more comfortable. Because at the end of the day, it should be, oh, I don't want to do this, but I have to submit to God. And I, the, the situation I'm in does not allow me to do that unless I engage in civil disobedience. And so now I can continue to submit. I can do that. Um, rather than, you, you said submit until you can't, which is d- different than submit until it's hard. Um, and I think a lot of times our, um, our limit switch is, oh, this is hard. I don't want to submit anymore. Um, and I think it's it's more until you can't. Uh, I I want to keep submitting to the authority and to God, but because of the situation, if I keep going the way I'm going, I won't be able to submit to God anymore. I have to submit to God. There go I need to civilly disobey, and that's not a comfortable thing.
0: Yeah, the uh, one of the statements that Ligonier Ministries has on their website about this question says, "Our default position as Christians is to bend over backward." To be a model citizens, but mm. when the demands of God's kingdom directly contradict the demands of the kingdom of men, the mandates of our heavenly citizenship must win. So, mm. I, I I read that because I like the idea of bend over backward to be a model citizen. Right, and I think that there's you know you our modern example, I suppose, of civil disobedience is not that modern any longer. Is the uh, civil rights movement. Mm where there was civil disobedience to unjust laws that, you know, probably pressed the limit in some regard of the things we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have, I mean, I don't think you see in the Bible a law that says everyone should drink from the same drinking fountain, or everyone should use the same restrooms. Um, that you should be separate but equal. There wasn't a, there's not a biblical law that says you need to do otherwise. You do have the Bible, that says very clearly that all humans are made an image of God mm-hmm. and that and not to be a respecter of persons and all there's all kinds of things that make it very clear how wrong that was. Mm-hmm. And then there were, uh, so many that were, that, that said, you know what, we're, we're going to take the consequences, mm-hmm. but we are going to disobey this because in their reasons were largely biblical we don't think this is this is right or good and Mm -hmm. they're not biblical so anyway it's a theirs was an interesting thing i i I, one of the things i respect enormously is the uh the nonviolent way they did that too Mm -hmm. which again i don't know that i could have done but they recognized that to be jesus way Mm. and that was a large motive motivator wasn't the only one but it was one large motivator i think in the way that they approached their disobedience
1: so yeah I think that's another good example and uh I I appreciate their posture and, and again that the civil disobedience didn't make it any more comfortable. It was that was difficult and hard and um that th- that's another good model for us. So anything that we ended with some good examples. Any anything else you want to add? Um
0: I would love I would love it if Christians asked the not asked the question of when do I when do I get to not obey, but, um, how can, how can I submit mm. when it's hard or uncomfortable or I'm unsure? Mm. I mean, in other words, to, to put the energy into the submission right. rather than the energy into, um, and I think some of it is some of it's the energy for dis- dis- disobedience. Some of it's the energy that uh, I marvel at the energy people put in for justifying how they don't want to obey. Mm. And coming up with all kinds of cases, well, and and things that are conspiratorial and untrue, and mm. these are reasons I don't want to do this, and and that's where we put our effort, rather than putting our effort into saying, let's uh, let's do what we're asked
1: here, and God will make it clear when mm. we need to stop. Yeah. But, well, that has brought to mind that we talked about the American spirit a little bit, but the human spirit is has a proclivity towards rebelliousness. And I think if we're, if we're excited about a bit of rebelliousness, whether we call it that or not, that should really check you. Like, is, that, is this the flesh talking? Is this the, the, the way of the world or is this the way of the kingdom? And the way of the kingdom is often submission, um, always submission if we're, if we're going all the way to God. And I, I, I wanna be in the way of the kingdom rather than the way of rebellion um i got rescued from rebellion and i don't i don't need to go back there so well good i think that's good i hope you don't (laughs) Uh, yeah i agree um so friends submit until you can't and i can think of a few things that will drive you to pray and ask for the help of the king other than that submitting Uh, and i think it's a good a good thing to learn and i think it takes practice i mean
0: one of the ways that i thought of this during you know during the pandemic when i had to do lots of things i didn't like to do was just to say there is a spiritual discipline mm. of submission. That's good, yeah. And I'm going to approach this thing that I don't like and don't want to do and am not even that sure about um, as God's work in my heart mm. and God's work on my life. And he can He can certainly change this. I mean, He his throne is established forever, and he rules over all. I am not worried in the least that he is unaware of my, Mm. you know, angst in the middle of this trouble. And so I'm just going to use this call to submit as, you know, and I think that's what we forfeit. That's what we forfeit. When we ask the question, tell me how far I have to go Mm -hmm. is we just don't say some of what God wants to do in my life is to help me submit. right? And so anyway, that's, I, I appreciate you. Um, recommending to people that they work on that.
2: Mm.
1: Well, yeah, it's a good last word. Uh, friends. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful. A review would go a long way to getting this to other people and share it with a friend. If you have questions, send them to comment at city And we look forward to the next conversation.